Welcome to Master Your Relationship Mind Drama. Teaching you how to manage your mind so that you can create relationships you love. And now, here's your host, certified relationship coach and expert in all things love, friendship and mind drama, Rebecca Orr. Hi guys, how is everyone doing? In today's episode, we are going to talk about dating, which is something that people can often have a ton of mind drama around (laughs) and a lot of fear and dread and anxiety all associated with going out there, meeting new people and just going through the dating process. And if you're in a relationship currently and you're not dating, I still encourage you to listen to this episode because the same concepts will apply for anything you feel a lot of dread and anxiety about. Maybe it's meeting new friends or going to job interviews or meeting your partner's family. Whatever it is, you can use some of these things that we discussed today to help challenge your thinking and create better results in those areas. So let's dive in. And I wanted to start by sharing some of the common thoughts shared with me by clients around the topic of dating. Dating is hard. Dating is a waste of time. It's never going to work. It's a necessary evil. It's a dead end. (laughs) These are just a few of the lovely uplifting thoughts (laughs) that some of my past clients of mine have had about dating. And the most important thing I want to start by saying is that whatever your thoughts are about dating, your brain is going to say them to you as if it's just reporting the news. You're going to really, really believe that you're just observing what dating is really like and observing the reality of dating. But that, in fact, is not true. And if you've listened to this podcast for a while, you'll have heard me say that all circumstances are, in fact, neutral, as in they just exist until we have a thought about them. Meaning the circumstance of dating is actually neutral, it just exists, it's a thing that humans do, and the emotion you feel about it is created by your own thought about it. Your entire experience of dating, whether it's good, bad, or somewhere in between, is created by your thoughts, the sentences in your brain. And this is important to understand because while we're believing that dating is just terrible, (laughs) we're likely creating a pretty terrible experience for ourselves over and over and creating more evidence to perpetuate this belief. And then we don't see a way out. We think we're just observing this terrible reality of dating when really we're creating a terrible reality of dating with our own minds. And it massively impacts the results we're likely to create. So for example, let's imagine two different people with two different brains and two different sets of thoughts. Let's say that one of them thinks that dating is fun and exciting and they enjoy meeting new people, even if it doesn't go anywhere. They just enjoy going out there, getting to know someone and connecting with someone. And so they feel excited for dates. They show up, they act engaged and interested in the other person. They ask them questions and they share things about themselves. And the result is they make the experience enjoyable because of their thoughts about it. Compared to someone who maybe has the default thought that dating is a waste of time. They're never going to find anyone anyway. So what's the point? They probably feel pretty hopeless and apathetic about dating. So they likely don't go on many dates at all. 
And when they do, they probably show up in a way that's pretty disengaging and quite reserved. Maybe they don't act very curious or interested in the other person, or maybe they do the opposite and they go overboard and try to act super, super interested and really try and make this person like them and try to kind of make the relationship happen super fast so that they don't have to go on any more dates. Or maybe their brain, because it's so focused on the doom and gloom, is just focusing on all the negative things about the date and the person in front of them. Either way, notice the difference in those two experiences and the power that their default thought about dating has over their entire experience. And more importantly, the power that those thoughts have over their results. Because let's again imagine two people with the same goal, to meet someone that they like and create a committed, loving relationship. If one person's default thought is, dating is pointless and there's no one good out there, how do you think that's going to impact their results? Well, those thoughts are likely to make them, again, feel dread and hopelessness, which is unlikely to drive them to take the action needed and required to create the result they want of a great relationship. And if this is you, I want you to really consider that for a moment. When I'm believing dating is pointless or that there's no one good out there, that there's not enough good people, what action am I taking? What action aren't I taking? And how am I feeling as I take the action? Is this really going to help me in creating the result that I want to create? And then compare that to someone who approaches dating with an abundant mindset who believes that there's so many amazing people out there to connect with. Imagine how their feelings would be different and what action they would be likely to take. They'd probably take action consistently and from a completely different energy from someone who believed it was pointless and there wasn't anyone out there. So if you're not getting the result you want in dating right now, I want you to pause and ask yourself, what's my primary thought about dating? What are my usual set of thoughts and feelings about dating? And what impact are these thoughts likely to have over how I feel and show up? Because my friends, our results are created by our thoughts. Any result you've created in your life has been created by you having a particular thought, creating a feeling that drives you to take a particular action. I can guarantee. Think about anything you've created, any result you've achieved for yourself and consider what did I need to think, feel and do to create that? It's the same for dating. There are going to be thoughts, feelings and actions that are going to help you create the result you want and there's going to be thoughts, feelings and actions that prevent you from creating it. And so if you're not creating the result you want, changing your default beliefs about dating and the dating process is likely to change everything. And we're not taught that we can even do this. No one sits us down and tells us that our brain is going to just offer us default thoughts that often don't serve us and that we can actually choose whether we believe them and choose intentional thoughts on purpose. No one teaches us that at school and I really think they should because if you were to get more intentional with what you were going to think and feel about dating, you could change the entire experience and your result. So how are you meant to do that? Well, you need to start by getting all your thoughts about dating out on paper on a page in front of you. And I know that sounds very basic, but seeing your thoughts in front of you is the most important first step because then you can look at them objectively. And if you see thoughts in there that don't feel great and that you don't think are going to be useful and serve you in the dating process, you need to start by cleaning those up and challenging them. 
So ask yourself, why am I believing that that thought is true? How could I argue that it isn't actually true? What else could be true here? What might someone else think about this that feels totally differently? And then you need to try and find some more neutral thoughts that are going to serve you in this process better. And the reason I say neutral, not positive, is because in order for a thought to work, you have to actually believe it. So if right now you believe dating is terrifying and a waste of time, your brain is unlikely to jump to dating is super fun and a great way to meet new people. (laughs) That's going to be too much of a jump. Your brain is just not going to believe that, regardless of how often you repeat it to yourself. So the key is to find thoughts that you can believe. And you'll know you believe a thought when it feels good when you think it, when it creates a shift in your current emotion, even if it's only 10% better than your negative thought. And I always encourage my clients to start these thoughts with things like, it's possible, or I'm open to believing. (laughs) Um, You don't have to do that, but that can sometimes be a nice way to soften the thought a little, to make it more believable. So for example, it's possible that I could enjoy this date regardless of whether I want to see this person again, or I'm open to believing that there are good people out there. Or I'm open to believing I can find some things about the dating process fun. Again, you may need to go even more neutral than that. So maybe from dating is a waste of time to I'm open to believing that every date is taking me one step closer to the result I want. And when I coach clients in my one-on-one packages or my group coaching program, we spend time really questioning and dissecting their current beliefs and then coming up with new thoughts that resonate with their particular brain, which obviously I can't do for each of you on this podcast. So be creative with this. And first of all, just get really curious about your current beliefs and really spend some time reflecting on them, thinking about where you first learned to believe that. Where did that way of thinking about dating come from? and challenging it a little, questioning it, so that you can show your brain some more neutral alternatives. And a lot of my clients have a real scarcity mindset when it comes to dating, which is of course never going to be useful in creating the result that they want. Their brains have beliefs like, there's nobody good out there, and I'm never going to find anyone, it's never going to work. And then they're shocked when of course it doesn't work. Because again, consider how you're likely to feel when you're believing those things. What emotion is that going to create? And how is that emotion going to really fuel you in the action you take in this dating process? Think about your thoughts and feelings as the fuel that you're putting in the engine. (laughs) It's like if you, you were a car, your thoughts and feelings are the fuel driving you. So if you're putting hopelessness, resentment, dread into your vehicle as you go on this dating journey, how far are you really going to get? <laughs> so in order to create the result of a committed, loving relationship, you probably have to first work on believing that that's possible for you. <laughs> and on the belief that there are in fact billions of humans on this planet and so many amazing people that you could connect with and create a great relationship with. Now, I know what you're all going to say, but Rebecca, you've not seen the people in my town. You've not seen the people on these apps. They're terrible. They're not what I'm looking for. And trust me, I hear you. I hear the amount of evidence your brain has collected to prove that story true, that there isn't anyone worthwhile out there. But I want to stress you that all the evidence that you have in your brain 
is not unbiased facts and it is not just you witnessing the world and the reality as it truly is. Your brain is taking in information from past experiences, from things you've heard maybe friends or family members say, from things you've experienced yourself and then it's filtering it through the lens of that story. And so it's focusing on all the evidence that supports that supports that notion that there isn't anyone good out there and it's not allowing your brain to even consider how that might not be true. So even for a second I want you to try and stand back from that belief for a minute and just consider is there evidence that there are in fact great people out there? How might I be wrong about this? How might I be missing out on meeting and connecting with amazing people because I'm so hell-bent on believing that they don't exist? Another common objection I see people have about dating is when people aren't getting the result that they want fast enough. They want to be in a romantic and committed relationship now. They don't want it to take time. It feels very urgent. So if this is you, I want you to ask yourself for a moment, what's the rush? Why are you in a rush to get into a relationship? And the answer is likely to be some form of trying to escape the discomfort of a negative emotion you feel in the present. Maybe you have thoughts creating loneliness or thoughts about how you're missing out that are creating sadness or thoughts about what being single means about you that are creating shame. And so the rush and urgency you're feeling to get into a relationship is actually coming from you trying to escape those negative emotions, trying to escape loneliness, sadness, or shame. If you're unsure what this is for you, ask yourself, what's so bad about where I am right now? What's the problem with being single? What do I make that mean? And just notice what comes up. And of course, society also has a lot to answer for in this because it really perpetuates this idea that being single is bad or a problem, that we need to fix it quickly and escape it, that we're missing out or not complete until we found a romantic partner. But those are the kind of bullshit thoughts and beliefs that we want to call out and challenge. Because I can promise you now, whether you're single or in a relationship, you are going to have the full mix of the human experience, the mix of both positive and negative emotion. But we kind of don't believe that's true, do we? We think once we get into a relationship, life will be technicolor and wonderful and we'll finally feel great and happy and amazing all the time. But trust me, I coach a lot of people in relationships and they all have their own shit to deal with. (laughs) They have a mix of the good and the bad. They have positive emotion and negative emotion because that's what life is. And you will have positive and negative emotion while being single. And you'll have a new mix of positive and negative emotion when you're in a relationship. It doesn't get better. As in, it doesn't get more positive. It's just different. It's a new mix. It's a different mix of the positive and negative. For example, do you think people in relationships never feel bored, unhappy or frustrated? Of course they do. (laughs) Their brains are creating mind drama just like yours is. But instead of the mind drama being about whether their date is going to text them back, now their mind drama might be about whether their partner and them are having sex enough or why their partner's parents don't like them or why their partner gets so moody all the time. (laughs) 
new circumstance and maybe new thoughts, same mind drama, guys. It's still mind drama going on. It's still positive and negative emotion, whether you're single or in a relationship. It's just going to be a different flavor, (laughs) a different flavor of positive and negative. Another good question to ask yourself is, if I was in a relationship, what do I imagine I'd finally get to think and feel? When I ask people this, they often say they'd feel chosen. And this really is a big thing and a societal thing that's been baked into our brains. This idea that once we're in a romantic relationship, we have been chosen and are therefore worthy. And it's such patriarchal bullshit that we really want to notice and call out. Because if you think that you will somehow become better, more valuable or more worthy when you're in a relationship, I really want you to question why that is. What about you changes because you're in a committed relationship? Why would that have any impact on your worth and value as a human? And how might that not be true at all? Again, ask yourself, what are the positive emotions I imagine I'll get to feel when I'm finally in a relationship? Is it happiness, confidence, love? I want to tell you that all of those emotions are available to you right now. Because those emotions aren't created by the circumstance of being in a relationship. Trust me, (laughs) there are plenty of people in relationships not feeling those emotions because those emotions are created by our thoughts. And you can feel happiness, confidence and love while being single. And in fact, being able to create those emotions and feel those emotions while being single is likely going to help you create the result of an amazing committed relationship a hell of a lot faster. Because think about how differently you would show up to dating if you weren't in a rush. If you weren't trying to escape a negative feeling about being single. If you were genuinely happy and loved your life just the way it was. And you were just looking to connect with someone else to share that happiness with. That would likely be a very different energy from someone who hates being single and is in a rush to escape it. So they're trying to meet someone quickly just to numb the pain of their feelings. And this is not about believing that we can manage our minds into rainbows and daisies and so never feel any negative emotion about the dating process. (laughs) No, like I said, the human experience is made up of the 50-50, the positive and the negative, which means your dating experience is going to be the exact same. It's going to require you to feel negative emotions, anxiety before a date maybe, disappointment if the date doesn't go the way you'd hoped it would. And those negative emotions are still all created by your brain, but that doesn't mean that they're wrong or bad or that they shouldn't be there. And what if instead of resisting the negative emotion and believing it's a problem and trying to escape it, what if you were willing to just feel it? What if you were all in to feel anxiety, apprehension, disappointment, all in order to create the result that you would love to create? Can you be all in on the entire process of dating, the good and the bad, so that you don't need to be in a rush to constantly escape it? And I talk a lot about being willing to feel negative emotion, and it really is a game changer. Being able to notice an emotion, acknowledge it, and just be present with it, instead of trying to get rid of it or escape it, that changes our entire experience of it and stops it from having so much power over us. A question I asked a one-on-one client of mine this week was, if you knew that in a year and a half, you'd be in a committed, loving relationship, would you continue dating until then? If you were sure that doing this was going to create the result you wanted, 
would you be up for going through it? And if your answer to that question is yes, it shows that your deeper fear is that it won't work and that you'll have gone through all of that process and that horrible, again, doing air quotes as I say horrible, but that horrible dating process for nothing. But I want each and every one of you to know that you can create any result you want if you're willing to continuously show up and take the action required without giving up and stopping. Giving up is how you ensure that you won't get the result that you want. But if you're all in on feeling the negative emotions, feeling disappointment, feeling frustration, feeling anxiety, and you're willing to keep taking action, going on dates, engaging, putting yourself out there, you will eventually create the result you want. You will create that committed, loving relationship. You only will stop yourself from creating it the minute you stop taking action and being willing to feel those emotions. And you can make the dating experience a lot less horrible and maybe even begin to enjoy it if you're willing to challenge and change some of your default thoughts about it, especially your thoughts around rejection. Because dating involves us putting ourselves out there and facing rejection head on. And if our brains are in a habit of making rejection mean something terrible about us, no wonder the dating process is so draining and overwhelming. But remember, other people's opinions about you and their actions towards you, whether they accept you or reject you, aren't actually a reflection of you. It's a reflection of their brain, their thoughts, their inner world, their preferences and ways of thinking, all of which have nothing to do with you. One person could meet you and think that you're great and want a second date. Another could meet you and not want to see you ever again. And if you were the person creating those responses, surely they would both have the same response. But they don't because they have totally different brains with totally different thoughts that are creating their response to you. You do not create that response. One person may find you totally lovable and another may not. And that's a reflection of their brain, not your worth and value or your lovability. And I have a podcast on lovability. So if you know this is something you struggle with, I definitely recommend that you check that out. I'll I'll put a link to it in in this episode's information section. But again, I really want to stress, if one of the reasons you hate dating is because you hate the rejection, you really need to take a closer look at the sentences in your brain when someone ghosts you or doesn't want a second date or rejects you in some way? What do you make it mean about you? That is where your work lies. Because if you knew you could be rejected and still be loving and accepting of yourself and not make it mean anything about you as a person, dating would be a lot less daunting. And one final thing I want to leave you all with is to ask yourself, who am I being on these dates? What energy am I bringing? Am I bringing curiosity or frustration? Am I showing up interested in them or judging them? Am I in a rush for a certain outcome? Or am I open to any outcome and able to just be present and connect with the person in front of me? Instead of seeing dating as this terrible, torturous thing... What if dating could be a beautiful opportunity to connect with new people and deepen your relationship with yourself. Okay guys, that's all I've got for you today. I hope that it was helpful. 
The next round of my group coaching program, Master Your Relationship Mind Drama, is going to be opening its doors in December. And in order to make sure that you don't miss out, you're going to want to go and get yourself on the wait list. So I'm going to drop the link with all the details in the information section of this episode. So go click on that link, sign up to the wait list. And if you have any questions at all about the program, come find me on Instagram and, and drop me a DM. And can I also ask that you do a little something for me? If you haven't already, could you go ahead and give this podcast a little rating on whatever platform you're listening from? This is how I can keep reaching more and more people and spreading the word of this work. So I'd really, really appreciate it. Okay, guys, have an amazing weekend and I will speak to you all next week. Bye. If you're loving this podcast, you can also hang out with Rebecca on Instagram and TikTok at Rebecca or Coaching. Don't forget to sign up to her email list for exclusive freebies and for more information on her one-to-one and group coaching programs.